Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church, and we're located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Cynthia Wilson, Worship Exec and Director of Liturgical Resources. I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries. And I'm Diana Sanchez-Bouchong, Director of Music Ministries. So during this time of transition from virtual to in-person and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and inspire leaders to seize this moment, realizing that the opportunities before the church will help us find ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and to shape the church that we hope to become. Today's conversation, friends, is a virtual or audible resource fair. We really hope that you will enjoy our sharing uh, some of the books and videos that we want to recommend to you, along with some of the online resources that we have found to be helpful. We are hoping that you take the time as we recommend watching some of these videos and reading, downloading some of these other resources. They will deal with worship planning, with multiculturalism, with Africana studies, as well as topics on congregational song. So come with us. Let's let's just dive right in. I'd like to begin by telling you uh, about some of the resources that you can find on our website, Discipleship Ministries. Some of these resources have uh, probably not caught your attention, especially in this time of COVID. But let me just say that as we move into this time of celebrating the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., And as we anticipate the celebration of the month of February, Black History Month, where we will talk about the legacies, the rich legacies of history and song in the Africana traditions. The first thing that I'd like to tell you about is a, a video resource entitled Reflect, Reclaim, Rejoice. And this is a video resource that has attempted to preserve the gift of sacred music from the Africana tradition. The narrator for this resource is Alfrey Woodard. Uh, You might have seen her in uh, movies like Love and Basketball. She is uh, an amazing uh, actress, and uh, she was one of the uh, reasons, I think, that we actually won an Emmy for this resource. Wow. We highly recommend that you take a look at it. Myself, along with Sophia, Dr. Sophia Fasua, uh, were uh, co-producers for this project. And I think you will find it actually absolutely fascinating. Uh, it'll tell you some things about how the, the music of African-Americans developed on this African, uh, on this American soil. So um, pull it down. You'll be able to download it. You'll be able to purchase it. You can go to Amazon. But please take a look at Reflect, Reclaim, and Rejoice. Uh, Alongside is um, a teaching tool, and it's a companion for small groups 
to study besides listening to the music and hearing these various genres. Uh, there's a study for small groups that really talks about how that music developed here in America. Oh, that would be so cool for Sunday school classes, you it, know? It I, would. It what, really what, do you do you recall what year that came out, Cynthia? The, the year? I know you would ask me that. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't okay. <laughs> All right. No, no problem. Right. That, that is fascinating. I didn't realize that an Emmy was one uh, for that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So so if you if you just uh, Google it, then you'll be able to, uh, to see exactly when we, we finished this. Then uh, another resource that sort of goes alongside the uh, Reflect, Reclaim, Rejoice resource is uh, entitled the Africana Worship Book Series. And this particular series actually takes its cues from the liturgical calendar. Uh, so it's a trilogy. It, there is a, a book A that takes you through year A of the liturgical year. And then, of course, book B, which takes you through the liturgical year B. And then book C, which takes you through year C. Alongside those three books, uh, there you will find also a companion to the three books. And this particular companion actually begins with 21 questions that talk about why worship. And I think that you will find that very helpful in terms of the ways in which you put together your worship experiences. 21 questions that you want to ask yourself as you're planning, preparing, and executing the worship experience. Uh, so this particular resource, the companion to these three books, will help you to really understand more clearly exactly what's going on in the liturgical year. And we were really fortunate to have the voices of uh, persons like Cheryl Kirk Dugan, uh, Professor William B. McLean, Jeremiah Wright, Frank Thomas, and Otis Moss Jr. III. These were all contributors to the companion. And it's also a wonderful, I think, a fascinating teaching tool. I thought I would introduce these pieces first, since, again, uh, we are in the time of year when we're celebrating, again, the life and contributions of Dr. King, along with the history of music and how it plays a role, how it functions in worship for the Christian church. So I could tell you a whole lot of other things that you might want to look at, but uh, I do want you to hear from my colleagues. Derek, I think you probably have some wonderful ideas and resources to share as well. So tell us. Well, I, I think what's important is is to hear what you just said, Cynthia, about, about who are we re reading, who are we listening to, who are we following when it comes to resourcing our worship ministry, whether it's our preaching or worship design or whatever it is. And, and one question to ask yourself, you who are planning worship week by week, is does everybody who, who you are reading or you are learning from, do they all look like you? Mm. <laughs> or are you willing and ready to expand a little bit and, and find some others? Other voices, whether that be ecumenical or whether that be cross-cultural or even different language sources, I, I just think the more we expand our pool, I think the better we are. Absolutely. And I think the church has really been remiss in expanding their understanding of who we are as a united Right. Yeah. Church. And if I can jump 
I'm sorry. I was going to say, if I can jump in here too, we have in our hymnal and supplements, a wealth of resources from diverse communities that many churches skip those pages. You got them right there. So try and dive into some of those that you don't normally tackle because it might be in another language or from another culture. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the, uh, the beauty of this, this trilogy, the Africana A, B, and C, the beauty is that uh, they give you, so in case you're not really uh, as familiar with a particular culture, it gives you a clear idea of how folks in the Africana church pray. If you're looking for litanies, if you're looking for confessions and words of assurance, but you're looking for uh, other voices and the ways in which those particular things are utilized in worship, then this is definitely your resource. And I highly recommend it to you. And, and what you'll probably find once you look into that is that though they come from different sources, they speak your language too. They, they speak to you. When, when you listen to these other voices, you find commonalities. You find a common humanity in that. Right. And, and, and there's just power in recognizing that, that kingdom influence, you know, that we're, mm-hmm. we're not just presenting the church as it is in front of us week by week. We're presenting the church as it is in God's vision, which is mm-hmm. always bigger than our vision. So let's expand that a little bit. Cynthia, you mentioned the name Frank Thomas, and, and he was on my list of, of uh, resources. Oh, great. He has he has a series of books. The first one that came out was called Preaching a Dangerous Sermon, or How to Preach a Dangerous Sermon, <laughs> which is a powerful book. He followed that up with Surviving a Dangerous Sermon, which I thought was a great, a great <laughs> response. You know, he teaches us how to how to preach one and then says, Okay, now you've done it. Let's right. deal with a fallout, because there's always mm, fallout. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And then then last year he came out with the third in the series called The God of the Dangerous Sermon, Mm -hmm. uh, which is which is back to the foundational reality that when we preach, it's not primarily fundamentally, ultimately our words. It's God's words, Mm -hmm. which then reinvigorates us to go back to book one and say, "Okay, I'm going to preach a dangerous sermon because it's not my sermon. It's God's sermon. It's God's Mm -hmm. word in that. And so that that series I found very powerful. Frank is is, uh, at CTS, Christian Theological Seminary in Indianapolis, and and a powerful teacher and a great writer. And I just cannot recommend those books more highly. The the other book, see, Diana gave us our assignments here yeah. and, and, and told us what we had to find. <laughs> we're trying to be obedient. Yeah, you do, right. You're doing well obedient. so far. Okay. Okay. I'm a book person. I would have come up with 15 books. Yeah. And she said, oh, we got to do the video and the web stuff. And all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here's the danger. See, I'm off track already. The danger with preaching videos, you can go to YouTube and you can get all kinds of preachers. Frankly, that's a scary exercise. Uh, Find some that speak to you, but again, look at look at them and say, are they just like me or do I need to hear other voices? Do I need to listen? Do I need to learn from not to preach like them, but to at least learn from them? Anyway, the, the other book. Sorry, I was off track. Who's in charge here, Diana? Keep us, keep us online. <laughs> the other book I think we ought, every preacher has got to read. It's a few years old now, 2013, it came out. It's called Preaching at the Crossroads by David Lowe's. David uh, is a Lutheran pastor, was part of Lutheran seminary when he wrote it. He's now moved on a little bit. But uh, but this is a book that challenges what preaching is all about in this world in which we live, with all the changes. It was, it was written before the pandemic, of course, but it spoke into that reality 
the virtual church, the, the, the online church, all those kinds of questions. It, it, it's asking us to, to go back to seminary, those of us who are in seminary or, or course of study training or whatever, and ask some of those fundamental questions. What am I doing in preaching? How do I communicate? How do I make connections with the people who are listening, people who have changed. Communication has changed over the years. And so we need to rethink preaching a little bit. And that book is challenging all of those fundamental thinking about with that. He doesn't have all the answers <laughs> how sermons get put together, and which I think is a biblical approach. But the Bible has lots more questions, mm-hmm. and the answers are found in, in the working it out, and they're very contextual. So I, I really recommend that everybody wrestle with that book at some point, Preaching at the Crossroads by David Lowe's, L-O-S-E. So online, however, there are some things I think I can recommend, and, and one of them is that uh, Cynthia already mentioned, our website. <laughs> We have, we have resources aplenty. We have sermon series. If you're a lectionary preacher, we've got stuff right for you. Um, if you're not a lectionary preacher, you can still use some of our resources. You just do a search by scripture texts and you'll find some things that connect with that. We are at work and expanding that and expanding the access to the resources that are there. But it's, it's slow coming, as you know, all kinds of changes and certainly web changes take a while to, to work their way through. But hopefully there'll be ways of accessing all of this material. But take a look, look around, do some searching mm-hmm. uh, on topics or scripture texts. And, and you might be surprised that there'll be preaching resources that are there. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and actually on the strength of that, Derek, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because uh, we really want to thank our listeners for the ways in which they have, in fact, Hmm. accessed the uh, resources that we've made available on the website. Thank you uh, for actually going to the website. Thank you for sending us messages telling us how these things have been helpful to you. And thank you for sharing with us other things that you might want to hear. You've been so wonderful in sharing in those ways. So we want to take this moment to say we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Much obliged. Yep. Yep. We do. We pay attention to how things get used and what gets used a lot. And so, yes. so we are aware of that. And we're always open to the expanding and changing and growing so, to yeah. suggestions. So please be in touch with us. There are other resources. Some of them are subscription. You pay some money and, and you get some things. Some of them are free. But but again, I, I, I challenge you to, to look around and to look at the sources of, of those materials that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Are they expanding your vision or are they narrowing it? And, and mm-hmm. we always want to, to listen and learn from more. One, one of the other things that I found that is useful are, are blogs that preachers write. One uh, I want to recommend Alice McKenzie. She, she teaches mm-hmm. at uh, Perkins School of Theology at SMU. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the pandemic, she wrote on her blog, Preaching to an Empty Room, and the whole talk about the whole virtual preaching and what needs to shift and what can stay the same. And so, so if you go to the SMU site, the Perkins site, and, and just do a search on Alice McKenzie or preaching to an empty room, you can find access to, to some of her writing that's there. And then and then finally, before I pass it over to Diana to talk about music, because we haven't talked enough about music yet. Sorry, that was a whine. Anyway, um, <laughs> would you like some cheese with your wine? <laughs> <laughs> please, please, that would be good. Anyway, go to Yale. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> go to Yale University's website and look up the Beecher lectures. Mm. These are classic lectures Absolutely. from a wide variety of preachers. You may think, oh, this is going to be really academic. And, and some of them are very academic, but there's always some powerful stuff to hear mm-hmm. in, in them. And I, I just, I'm always taught something. I'm always enriched by listening to the Beecher lectures year after year. And they have an archive of years and years of them. Not not all the way back, of course, but a lot of the recent ones. Will Williman was the last one, the most recent one, but there, there have been others who do some powerful things. And, and I just really recommend just scanning through, looking at subject titles or individuals who are speaking and, and just listen. There, there are usually three sessions, about an hour each, but it's worth your time. It's worth your time. So. Well, I'm going to try and follow that. My head's already exploding with so many things y'all have been saying. I'm thinking, okay, I need to do this and I need to do that. But yeah, starting with the strength of, again, our website, one of the features that we have on our website is called History of Hymns. Mm. And it's um, there's over, over 800 articles in our History of Hymns. And you can look up different hymns and get the, the history on it, theological, historical, and it's it's just fascinating. So it, especially if you're doing things, certain hymns around certain times of year that deal with um, certain issues, that's a great time to go and read up on those and then offer some of the, what you learn to the congregation as they're beginning to sing. It's always good for people to know why we sing something, you know, and so I, I really recommend that you go to our history of hymns on our website. It is um, edited by Michael Hahn, who is the professor emeritus from Perkins School of Theology and Sacred Music. And going along with that, he has a book that came out, I think, in 2013 called New Songs of Celebration Render. And he compiled and edited this book with several contributors, including Emily Brink, Lim Sui Hong, Greg Shear from Calvin Institute, so many, James Appington. And it just talks about congregational song in the 21st century. And it's a big book and there's a lot in there, but it has a lot of different voices in it that bring together the, the idea of singing and what it means for our communities and how we can expand that. So that's really important. Going back to online resources, there's Song Select, which is a a part of the CCLI company. Song Select is free, though. You don't have to pay for this. Anybody can go in there and make an account. And there you get to look at worship lyrics, chords, sheet music. And it's just a a great source for song resources. And if you want to download things, then you do have to become a member. But it's just a great way great place to go if you're you've got two or two or three lines in your head and you can't remember what the whole song is like you can go there and and look around and you might find exactly what you're looking for another one is hymnary.org i use this a lot and it's an online database for hymns uh, hymnodists and hymnals it's hosted by the calvin college institute of christian worship and it's a searchable database that contains over 1 million hymn tunes and t- and incorporates the Dictionary of North American Hymnody. You can do a search by hymnal or simply by a hymn or a text or a tune. I mean, there's many ways. One of the best uses of hymnary.org that I have found in the last couple of years, and I point people towards it, is that you will find out if a song is PDF. So what does that mean? That means a lot of us are, are streaming and you know putting songs and lyrics on our stream sites and so forth, YouTube. 
YouTube or if we're using Facebook Live or whatever. And, you know, we have to do the work to make sure that we have a license to do that. If it's PDF, you don't have to have the license for that. So I get questions, you know, is this PDF or not? Is this public domain? And um, PD, not, I'm sorry, I said PDF, but PD. And so there you can find out. It will tell you that it's a great source. Going back to videos, one of the videos that I I thought about as we're heading into this time of African-American Heritage Month that's coming up is a video that or video series that came out last year. It was introduced in February through PBS and it's called The Black Church. And this is a series by Henry Louis Gates. Junior, who explores the roots of African-American religion, beginning with the transatlantic slave trade and the extraordinary ways that Africans preserved and adapted their faith practices. Um, and so for us Methodists, the Methodist church is very well represented in this history, the AME church and CME. So uh, it's a really fascinating video that you can either download or go through PBS or buy the video itself. I know churches have have used it as Sunday school material. And then for books, I have a few books here that I wanted to bring up. The Music Architect, Blueprints for Engaging Worshippers in Song. Mm -hmm. And this is a a second book. The first book was called The Worship Architect. And this is by Constance Cherry. She Mm -hmm. is a professor in Indiana. There seem to be a lot of good professors in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, she, she just gives a really great, book that talks about the importance of singing and how how to use song in worship that is effective, that is discipleship building and community building. So uh, the music architect and then um, another song, uh, another book, I already mentioned, The New Songs of Celebration Render. And then an, uh, one that I like that this this book I, I was thinking about earlier when you were talking, Cynthia and Derek, about oh, that professor that kind of shows us the the kingdom, the, you know, that wanting to be that community of the future, not just where we are right now. And that's what brings to mind when I think about Don Sellers. And so this song, this book is called A Song to Sing, A Life to Live, Reflections on Music and Spiritual Practice. And this is written by Don Sellers, who is a former professor at Candler Seminary in Atlanta, now retired, and Emily Sellers, his daughter, who is one of the Indigo Girls. And so just in the forward here is by Krista Tippett, who we all know is uh, hosts that wonderful podcast on being. So a song to sing, a life to live, reflections on music and spiritual practice. And then finally, I'm going to just talk about one more book that I've been using now for a couple of semesters. It's a new book that came out in September of last year, and it's called Deep Calls Too Deep, The Psalms in Dialogue Amid Disruption. And this is by William P. Brown. And uh, it's a wonderful book that takes the Psalms and makes them relevant to us today. It talks about, you know, how many uh, uh, how much of this, many of the Psalms deal with the wilderness and, and being in exile in Babylon and so forth. And he equates that to our time during this pandemic, that we are walking a similar path, not knowing what, what's going to be in the future and feeling like we're in a wilderness period. And it's a really fascinating book. And I've been using it in a class that I teach. So I recommend it to you. 
So yeah, those are some of the things that I'm reading and have on my shelf right now and been thinking about and and resources that I use quite a lot uh, that are online. So you just really are not busy is what you're telling us, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Thank you, Diana. I I just, uh, I really appreciate all of what you have uh, shared with us, you as as well as Derek. Um, Colleagues, we we, uh, probably ought to say just a quick word about what folks ought to be looking for, what things are coming up. So real quick, just Mm -hmm. think about one thing. The the first thing that comes to my mind is that we are hoping to provide for you one thing that you have, many of you have asked for, and that is accompaniment tracks. You are, some of you in your churches are needing accompaniment so that your your choirs or small groups or your congregations can, can do a better job of singing along. So that'll be eventually uh, coming forth sometime in 2022. Derek, what about you? You've got a preaching piece coming up that I'm really looking forward to. Tell us. Well, one of one of the things that's happened uh, with the pandemic is that we've we've learned how to teach virtually, and and so we're doing things a little differently than we are. I am working on developing a series of short videos just to shore up preaching, to, to assist, to give you some things to think about in the process of preaching. They'll hopefully be be brief and and short, you know, a minute or two, just to make you think about something. And then we'll compile them into longer courses. And so there'll be courses for those who are beginning preaching and those who've been preaching for a long time and want to brush up on some things. And then hopefully we'll also include some master class level kinds of things for those who really want to move a little deeper into all of that. So we're we're developing both some video, but also some some online resources for for folks and how to take a look at their preaching, think about their preaching a little bit more mm-hmm. correctly. Exciting, Di. What about you? Well, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, in the in this coming year that we can expand more the the history of hymns offering that we have online with maybe some conversations with Michael Hahn and the, some of our other living composers and text writers and talking about what goes into writing hymns and and why we should be singing them in church. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to to providing more of that. Fabulous, fabulous. One of the things that we are all mindful of is uh, that the resources in preaching, the resources in music, and the resources in liturgy all function in worship. And we are all constantly looking for fresh and new ideas. And so uh, know that your worship resource team here at Discipleship Ministries, uh, we are always trying to find ways to speak to what God is saying to the church for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pray for us. We are certainly continuing to pray for you. I hope that these resources and this conversation has been helpful for you today. We want you to remember that the umcdiscipleship.org website is there for you. Let me say that again. umcdiscipleship.org website is there and it's there especially for you. So please take advantage of it. Go and see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying for you and for the worship experience for 2022. Yes. I want you to tell us in an email uh, what it is that you think about what these resources are bringing to your particular situation and how we can best help. 
Until next time, friends, we will certainly be continuing to pray for you and your congregations. May God continue to bless your worship ministry as you continue to make disciples for the transformation of the world. God bless you. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.